Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Over the weekend, I was interviewed by the people who run the UFOB YouTube channel, and uh, we talked about a bunch of different things. And uh, at one point, they uh, these guys that I talked to that were interviewing me uh, for a, a video that they're planning to uh, post, they, uh, they there was an, a story about some guy that was abducted in 1990, or not just abducted, but an alien abductee who was regularly abducted throughout his life, but then something really strange happened to him in 1992. And it was a story I never heard before, and uh, it's an incredible story. And it's a story that I, I, I'm surprised that this one just flew under my radar all this time. And uh, I, they actually, after I was talking to them, they posted a video about that, about this guy, about this uh, incident that this person endured. And uh, and I will definitely provide a link for that, and I will discuss some of the things that were talked about in that video, as well as I found an article about it, and I want to go over this article. Now, before I go over it, um, now apparently there's this guy, his name is Peter Corey. Uh, this guy was, is living in, was living in Australia in 1992, and the crux of this story is that he woke up uh, one morning, he was... Uh, laying in bed he wasn't feeling well and he woke up and there were two naked hybrid females in bed with him and uh it's an incredible story and actually uh when it was over he actually had proof that this really happened so this is one of the rare cases where there was proof at the end of this whole thing anyway uh, without further ado, this is an article from Mysterious Universe, and I will leave the link there. It was It's an article that appeared in March 22nd, 2021, and it was written by Brent Swanser. And it's an excellent article. This is a, a really cool website, and I uh, suggest uh, if you're interested in these kind of things to check out this website and check out this article. But anyway, I'm going to read some of this article here. A man known as Peter Corey came from Lebanon to Australia with his family in 1973, and he at the time already had an experience with strange UFO phenomena. In 1971, he had had his first encounter back in his home country at the age of seven, on a seemingly normal day when he was out playing with some other children. According to him, at some point he had noticed that the other kids had become somewhat frozen in time, like insects in amber or statues, and above them there had been hovering a mysterious egg-shaped craft. These kids would later wake from their frozen state with no memory of what had happened, leaving Corey as the only witness to the whole outlandish thing. The incident would hang in the back of his mind for years, and it would seem that this would not be the last of his strange UFO experiences. By 1981, Corey had fully adjusted to his new life in Australia and had met his future wife, Vivian. The two dated for years, eventually marrying in 1990. But it was in 1988 that they would have a very bizarre shared experience of seeing a UFO, yet it would be it would get weirder still. He claims that on the evening of July 12th of 1988, he had been lying in bed with Vivian and woke up with the sensation that someone was grabbing his ankles, after which he was suddenly paralyzed and unable to move. He then saw four dwarf-like hooded entities enter the room, accompanied by a taller creature with golden skin and oversized black eyes, this latter one approaching him to stick a needle right into his head. 
As the entity did this, it assured him that it would be just like last time and told him not to panic. Throughout it all, Vivian remained totally asleep and oblivious to it all. Corey then lost consciousness. The next morning, Corey told his wife what had happened, and examining his head, she found a spot of blood and a puncture mark that corroborated his wild tale. It seems as if he was very confused at the time, having no knowledge of the greater phenomenon of alien abductions, and so unable to come to terms with what was happening to him. This was the main thrush thrust that pushed him into the ufo field even inspiring to start his own contact contactee support group called the ufo experience support association however for as bizarre as this all was it was nothing compared to what was in store for him <clears throat> i just want to stop there for a second so what's well, interesting you know in a way this guy you know in a way you know not completely because when you hear the rest of this story it doesn't match with what what happened to me but in a way it, it's interesting that you know this guy had no idea what's going on he was a kid and you know when he had, had this one incident and then later on it took this other incident where he's that's when he started wondering what's going on here and he became interested in aliens at that point like it took a long time like when i was a kid and that incident happened to me when i the presence was in the room with me with the three fingers uh, three fingers on his hand you know it wasn't until like 10 years later at least until I put two and two together, you know, so this is what's in, in a way this that reminds me of what happened to me because I, I had no idea that there was any such thing as alien abduction or, you know, anything like that at the time. So I just want to point that out. Anyway, continuing. One evening in 1992, Corey came home and lay down as he was not feeling well in the wake of an injury he had sustained at work. He drifted off to sleep, but was jolted awake to find two women sitting on the edge of his bed, one Nordic in appearance, one Asian, and both with oversized eyes, impossibly chiseled features, and incidentally, both completely naked. The Nordic women, woman then apparently grabbed Corey and pulled his face to her breast, and in his panic, he bit her, taking off a piece of it, but this caused no bleeding or reaction of pain from the woman. She merely stopped her assault, and the two women sat there watching Corey as he had experienced an intense, an intense coughing fit. He doubled over coughing, and at some point realized that the two women were now gone. Now, now what's not stated in this article is, if when you watch this uh, video interview, that uh you'll well, I'll leave the link for it uh he he was a little bit more specific about what happens here he said that uh well the, the blonde woman was uh she had milky white skin she was a like, a like almost like a platinum blonde female she was sitting on top of him uh she had a longer face a longer nose but it wasn't a big nose and her she had very her eyes were larger than usual and she was very well proportioned he was he, he didn't know he was laying in bed here and he didn't have no idea what you know how did how do these Two women get in here, right? These two naked women are on the bed here with me. And how did they get in here? You didn't know what was going on. And the Nordic-looking woman cupped his head with her hands and then pulled his head toward her, right? And that's when he took a bite, right? And he had this bad kind of chemical reaction, he said. And then he saw them looking at each other. The two women were looking at each other, and but they weren't speaking. But he could hear a telepathic conversation going on. This is what they were saying. He could hear... This is what the, the the conversation between the women, this is the words that he heard. He's done this wrong. Something's gone wrong. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. He's done this wrong. Now, and, 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 now, and then, before he knew it, the next thing he knew, these 
two women, they disappeared. They were just gone. He, he, how did that happen? Okay. And on top of this, right, he, uh, for the rest of the day, six hours after this, he was, a, he was in a state of arousal that actually became painful for him. Uh, because it lasted six hours. Uh, and uh, But uh, anyway, continuing with the article here, because uh, that, that wasn't mentioned in the article, the stuff that was in that uh, video uh, interview. Anyway, uh, at some point he realized that the two women were now gone. Corey then went into the bathroom coughing uncontrollably, and it was there where he realized that he had the overwhelming desire to urinate, which was painful. And as he did so, he noticed that there were some blonde hairs wrapped around his, wrapped around below down there. This was incredibly odd, as there was no way they should have been there. As he, So he saved them in a plastic bag, convinced they must have come from the blonde stranger, who, along with her companion, he was starting to think had not been totally human. So so far, so weird, but it gets even weirder. All of this came to the attention of Australian ufologist Bill Chalker, who had a look at the hair himself and decided to pursue genetic testing on it with a group of scientists and forensic investigators. Chalker would say of the enigmatic hair, I began an investigation into the hair sample when biochemical colleagues agreed to undertake what was the world's first PCR polymerase chain reaction DNA profiling of biological material implicated in an alien abduction experience. The analysis confirmed the hair came from someone who was biologically close to normal human genetics, but of an unusual racial type, a rare Chinese mongoloid type, one of the rarest human lineage, lineages known that lies further from the human mainstream than any other except for African pygmies and aboriginals. There was the strange anomaly of it being blonde to clear instead of black, as would be expected from the Asian-type mitochondrial DNA. The thin blonde hair, which appeared to have come from a light-skinned Caucasian-type woman, could not have come from a normal human of that racial type. Instead, though, instead, though human, the hair showed five distinctive DNA markers that are characteristic of a rare subgroup of the Chinese mongoloid racial type. A detailed survey of the literature on variations in mitochondrial DNA comprising tens of thousands of samples showed only four other people on record with all five of the distinctive markers in the blonde hair. All four were Chinese with black hair. So this was the only DNA sample, the only person in the whole world that has this DNA. Isn't that weird? Anyway, continuing with Chalker, what Chalker found. We had the shaft with one set of DNA and the root showing a different type, and we could not understand it. And eventually, we concluded that this seemed to be the result of some sort of advanced cloning technique. And also, we had evidence in the nuclear DNA that this person who needed to hear, I guess you could say, had what appeared to be CCR5 dilution factor, which is an interesting property because it leads you to be perhaps impervious to things like smallpox and AIDS, that kind of thing. So that would be a very handy thing to have. But unfortunately, it's not shared that widely around the earth. They have this consideration of unusual DNA properties within, within one small hair sample. It was bizarre. 
to keep a very complex story somewhat uncomplicated, what seems to be suggested by the range of findings is possible evidence for advanced DNA techniques and DNA anomalies and findings for which we are only now discovering or starting to make sense of in mainstream biotechnology. Now, then the article continues here. It, said, it, it says here, It is all pretty wild. A look through vast databases of DNA samples showed that no person with blonde hair could be found in Australia who shared these unique genetic characteristics, leaving it a mystery and potentially solid physical evidence of something very strange going on. What was going on here? Where did this hair come from and what does it all mean? Chalker would say of it, As we are dealing with humans from elsewhere, namely those with human DNA, albeit very rare and somewhat anomalous, this case raises all sorts of issues such as human panspermia, the theory that human-like beings may have migrated to Earth in the fairly recent past from elsewhere in the galaxy, perhaps giving rise to the sudden appearance of modern Homo sapiens sapiens, a species not directly descended from their immediate predecessors, the Neanderthals. Also, given the Asian mongoloid connection, we looked at the problem of European-like rare Asian types in the past. The controversial saga of the Taklamakan mummies in remote western China is turning the early history of China on its head. These mummies include people who are quite tall, some six feet or so, and some are blonde. I'm not suggesting a connection here, but you can understand this investigation has opened up all sorts of interesting possibilities about the biological nature of some of the beings implicated in abduction cases. While such cultural and mythic connections are fascinating speculations, they provide for an interesting perspective on the many stories of Nordic-type beings implicated in UFO abduction and contact cases. And then the article continues here. It says, Corey would go on to have other abduction experiences, such as one in 1996, in which he woke to see small hooded figures seeming to pass through a mirror, after which they levitated him off the bed to pull him towards them before he blacked out. But nothing comes close to the story of the hair. In the meantime, the story was printed in an article in the Center for UFO Studies publication, International UFO Reporter, entitled Strange Evidence. And Chalker included it in a whole book on cases like this called Hair of the Alien, DNA and Other Forensic Evidence of Alien Abductions. Of course, there is plenty of skeptical input on this all. Not only does this story not make much sense in some respects, but it does not seem that these scientists supposedly analyzing this purported alien DNA have ever come out officially to publish the findings in any sort of peer-reviewed journal. And we obviously have not been hit with any news that alien DNA has officially been found. Well, uh, I'm just going to stop right there. And again, you can check out this this article i would leave the link there um and also there's other things on there i think uh, people who listen to my podcast would find very interesting mysterious universe but let's just uh talk about this for a second uh weird okay um weird that's all i could say i don't really know what else to say about this um so yeah i don't know wow imagine this happening to somebody uh imagine this happening to you uh, you wake up and there's, you know, naked people in your room wanting to have sex with you, trying to have sex with you, and you you don't know what's going on. You never saw them before. Now, maybe unless you have the mentality of Beavis and Butthead, you might think it <laughs> cool or something. But uh, I think most people would be scared out of their minds. I mean, what the hell's going on here? <clears throat> but you know, here's the thing. Uh, 
how do they get in there? You know, there's a lot, I have a lot of questions here. I mean, this is this is the weird part about the weird whole one of the weird aspects about aliens and alien abduction and alien encounters. I mean, apparently this guy he had dropped he dropped his wife off earlier. I guess she was traveling somewhere, and he dropped her off at a train station. And when he got home, he he had hit his head at work, and he wasn't feeling good, so he's laying in bed, and then all of this stuff unfolded. And it's interesting that he actually heard their conversation. I think sometimes what happens with these aliens, obviously what happened here, is something went wrong. And, and these women, who are they Who are they talking about when they said uh, he, he didn't do this right? I don't think they were talking about Corey. They were talking about whoever set this whole thing up. Like if you read the books by David M. Jacobs about the, like the threat and also uh, walking among us, uh, he's talking about these, there's these hybrid enforcers, these security personnel who, who are hybrids who set things up and arrange things and make sure that uh, word doesn't get out and you know things like that. Are they who's setting these kind of things up? I mean, how, like what happened to the women? How do they get in the house? How do they leave? I mean, what, what are they doing? These, these beings have these powers and they're incredible powers. To, to do this but the most amazing aspect of this whole case is that he had evidence when it was all over because there was two hairs on him two blonde hairs and they just don't jive the dna that was found in those two hairs they, they don't jive with the rest of humanity obviously something's going on here i mean it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand this is not right but again it, it just goes to help prove the whole alien abduction scenario the whole alien contact theory you know that we all talk everyone talks about that they, people who understand this and and know that there's something going on right this is the whole this is everything i mean you have the proof there's actually he said this is what happened hey look i got these two hairs i don't know how they got on me but i mean i guess that's from that that woman that was laying on me that she didn't seem like quite human but you know anyway we're going to take a break and we will be right back and we're going to talk about uh, this stuff a little bit more Okay, we are back. Um, I would imagine, you know, when you're talking about cases like like this Corey case, this abduction, or not actually abduction, actually it's basically a sexual assault. I mean, you know, uh, you know, even, you know usually it's a, a man attacks a woman, and actually in a lot of abduction case, a lot of alien encounter cases, there's a lot of women who claim to be basically raped by hybrids by you know grown adult hybrids it, 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 there's stories in 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 the in the book the threat by david m jacobs where there's women take actually they don't even know that they're doing it they don't remember it until later they lose time and then they find out wow i actually just i drove to this uh, empty military for some reason they like to uh, show up at uh, uh vacated military sites right and they, they some some woman and her friend actually drive to some you know, abandoned site somewhere meet two hybrids the, the two hybrids basically have sex with them the, the women aren't they're not uh, they don't want to but they can't help it they, they can't they're being controlled and then they're set back on their way and they forget all about it and the only way it was remembered was when under hypnosis so these kind of things seem to happen and it happens it's not it's it's to men and to women and in this case it's it's a man women hybrid showing up at his at his house uh you know and s something went wrong obviously you know uh somehow he was awake when he shouldn't have been right so, you know he and then they left so 
I, and I wonder sometimes, and I think about when I was a kid and I saw that that presence was in the room with me and, and had three fingers on its hand. And I, you know, I, I always talk about it, you know, like a broken record. You know, did something go wrong? I mean, why? I, I don't think I was supposed to be aware at all during whatever was going on that night. But for some reason, something, some, one of these things made a mistake. Something went wrong. And I don't think I should have known that that was even happening. And I would imagine that's probably the case for a lot of people. There's probably a lot of people like me out there who have little things that happen to them like that. But mo- probably most of them would never talk about it because they just they, they don't want people to think they're crazy. I, I would imagine there's a lot of people out there like that. In fact, cases like the Corey case that we're talking about here, you know, I would imagine there's people out there Weird stuff like this happens to them and they'll never tell anybody, ever, nobody. They know, but they don't want people to, to look at them funny. Like, imagine, I mean, if, say you're somebody, you're, you, 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 know, you, you know, you wake up in bed some morning and there's, you know, you're a guy, you're laying in bed and next thing you know, there's two really, uh, you know, beautiful looking women, but you know that they're not human, right? They just appear in your room and they basically force force you to have sex with them and then they disappear who are you going to tell who's going to believe you (laughs) see i think this guy here you know he came out with the story because he had proof he had evidence to show that hey you know he felt like i think it was necessary for him to come out and tell tell the world somehow tell somebody hey check these hairs out you know this is what was on me when i after this whole incident was over but I, like I said, I imagine that most people in the world, right? And I bet you there's a lot of people out there that have things that happen to them like this, and they never told anybody. And if they did tell somebody, it's somebody whom they completely trust, who they know would never tell anybody else. They might, some people might feel compelled that they have to tell somebody that these something really weird happened. I have no explanation for it, uh, and this is what it is. I mean, it would be embarrassing. You know, it would be embarrassing. I mean, who, who, who do you want to tell people this? You know, for one thing, I mean, the first the, most people are going to think that, wow, you must be out of your gourd. But in the case of Corey, no, that guy's not out of his gourd. You know, he's not out. He wasn't out of his gourd. He had the proof. He had the proof to back him up. And obviously, you know, this proof, you know, the DNA of these hairs was extraordinary, to say the least. So. Imagine the ability, what the, the abilities that these beings have. Do you wonder? I mean, think, think about this. This is why there's a cover-up. This is why it's hard for governments of the world to tell the public, you know, what that there's an extraterrestrial presence here, because then people are gonna, when people, th- this kind of story then is gonna come out. And I mean, it's already out, but most people don't pay attention to it. But all of a sudden, people are gonna start paying attention to these other other stories. And it's terrifying. I mean, it's terrifying that they have this kind of control over people. I mean, how did, I, I mean, how did they get into the guy's house? He didn't see them coming in, didn't hear them coming in. They just appeared. And then they disappeared. Like, they have the ability to shut you down somehow. Shut, they have the ability to shut you down and then turn you back on. You forget everything. So how's the, gov- the government going to come out and, and tell you this? That's why it's difficult. It's a rock and a hard place. I understand. I understand. When you hear stuff like this, when you read stories like this, and you find out about stories like this, and you sit back and you think, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Boy, that's scary. 
right? And then you understand, and you start thinking about the cover-up and everything else, and you realize, yeah, this is why they're covering it up. They have to. They have to. If they, I mean, this is for all these years. I mean, we have no. They have. There's no. We can't stop them. How do we gonna? How do you control this? Think about that kind of power. They can just show up in your house right now. I could be sitting here, and next thing you know, I mean, who knows? Then two hours later, two hours go by, and I'm sitting here. I don't even know what happened. Two hours went by. What, what's going on? Imagine. I think at the same time, though, we we need to face this. We need to face this reality. It's for as scary and frightening as as it is. We need to understand that it's real, and we need to face it. And governments of the world, they they need to, you know, step to the plate. We need to get this out there, right? We need to figure this out as a whole. I mean, it, it could already, I already said this before, it could be too late. But these abilities that these things have, I mean, what are they up to? What are they doing? They're basically, again, I, what, what it seems to me is they're absorbing mankind. That's what it seems like. It could, you know, that's a possibility. Slowly but surely over time, they're changing us via you know, this hybridization program that's going on behind the scenes. I mean, obviously, what the, the only purpose for these two females, two naked females to show up in this guy's bedroom, they were trying to get, obviously, get impregnated by him without him even knowing it. And then they leave and they have babies on, on a spaceship somewhere. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what's happening. We need to just face these facts. And again, these at, at, at reverse, if you, there's women all the time. You read stories, you know, the, the, the books by David Jacobs, right? Women getting impregnated by these hybrids. And then, and then they, they don't even know they're pregnant. Two months, two and a half months into the pregnancy, they get abducted again. The fetus is taken out and, and the aliens take care of the rest. They put them in some sort they put the fetus in some sort of tank where they grow. And they just keep doing this over and over and over and over and over again all the time. They're trying to take over the world. I know how crazy it sounds. That's what's happening. They're trying to take over the world and they actually have the ability to do it apparently because how could how did we stop this? It's almost it's impossible, it seems, right? You would hope that behind the scenes, our government officials are trying to figure something out. But again, I think we all need to be brought in on the know. The whole world needs to know this. For as crazy as it is and crazy as it sounds, I know a lot of people don't want to accept it, but talk to an abductee, they'll tell you. They know something's going on. Talk to people who've seen these beings with their own two eyeballs. You know, Talk to people who saw landed craft. It's real, folks. And it's scary, yes. Uh... They're up to something. I don't think it's any good, but we need to face this. We need to face the reality.